This is exactly right. Our heads both tilt to the side when we try to introduce these fucking podcasts. My ears on my shoulder. Here's our introductory voices that are unnatural. And this one's for the My Favorite Murder Minisode. And do you know what that means, everybody? Well, we'll tell you. It means that this is the episode where we read to you all of your hometown murders, your different stories. There's really a a barrage of topics Mm -hmm. that you can send into us that we'll accept. Finding money, ghost stories, alien stories, sinkholes. Your grandparents did some crazy shit. Stuff in walls. You found things and they were crazy. Just whatever. Hometown murders. We like those still. We don't mind urban legends urban. if they're entertaining enough uh, yeah. to read. Yeah. So, so shall now we begin? Yeah, you go Go ahead. Do you want me to begin? Um, What's my last one? Why don't... Do you have a good last one? Yes. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Right? One, two, three, four. Okay. Uh, this is called Meanwhile in Riverside. Oh, shit, y'all. Here we go. Hi, Georgia, Karen, Stephen, and animals. Longtime listener, first-time writer. I am an East Coast transplant living in Riverside, California, studying toxicology at the University of California. Ooh, poison. Very cool. Riverside. I didn't see that last word. University of California, Riverside. Because apparently colleges are named based on the city they're in. Who fucking knew? We don't fucking know. That's College sure. graduates know that. Uh, deans. Yeah. They know. Talking deans. I started listening to your podcast shortly after moving to SoCal, and it helped me adapt to the West Coast. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Del Taco. That's all yep. I give you. One Thank of my you. favorite episodes is Never a Mannequin, in which Karen details the Riverside serial killer that targeted sex workers in the late 80s. Yeah. Since that time, Riverside has seemed to become less crime ridden until lately. Uh oh. Starting in March, we have had a serial masturbator on campus. <laughs> you see. You know what? Bad news. I think you've got a bunch of those on campus. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a college campus. <laughs> I bet it's pretty serial for every student there. Oh, no. You know, it's stressful. I Tests. get it. Well, UCR being a commuter school, so I guess there's no dorm room to actually do it in. Well, I think it just means there are dorms because my school was a commuter school. Oh, really? It just means that it's massively huge oh. and a lot of people don't stay there. Got it. Okay. Uh, UCR being a commuter school is a campus surrounded by parking lots. We received campus-wide emails about crime on and near campus, and we we kept getting emails entitled "Lewd Act Occurred on Campus." <laughs> there have been at least five episodes where a woman will be walking alone in a parking lot. She's approached by a man driving a car. Sometimes he asks for directions, and the woman will notice he is jerking it. <laughs> All the accounts say. It is a white 20-something man, though the car description changes email to email. The man will then drive away once the woman reacts or runs away. Thank God there have been no abductions. There is an elevated police presence on campus, but we keep getting emails. While it's super creepy to have a serial jerker on campus, I sort of want to be the one to catch the guy and get his license plate. Hell yes, you do. He seems to be escalating because there were two incidences on March 10th, about 20 minutes apart from each other, and one on yesterday. Yesterday on 416. They occur at different times, with the first couple occurring at night, but yesterday the masturbator struck at 1 30 p.m. In He's the afternoon. Bold. Yes. Whoa. Maybe it's for the best. Neither of you have spent a lot of time in Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm conflicted because these instances give me and my female peers excitement to theorize if he is someone we know, but I'm now nervous to walk through the parking lot uh, after my late classes. I will continue to stay sexy, walk with my ca- uh, camera ready to get the license plate and try to catch a serial jerker. Much love and thank you for all you do. Cam. Okay, can I just say this to Cam? Yeah. Just off the dome. Do not walk in that fucking parking lot after late classes by yourself. Yeah. Other people leave that class, walk to one person's car, drive to the other person's car because it is escalating. And as we know, as we've heard all these fucking Mm -hmm. stories, it... It progresses to other things. Well, they get more and more confident because they keep not getting caught. So they say, hey, I did this three times at night. I could do it during the day now and I'm not getting caught. And now the next thing is I want to touch her. It's not enough for her to see me jerking off. Now there needs to be actual contact. Exactly. That's how all these fucking stories go. I love, though, it's it's so different. Oh, was I right up on it? It's so different. Um now because imagine in the 80s if there was a serial jerker driving around no cops would ever come and they'd all laugh yeah and now there's a heightened police presence because they know not to mess around yeah god damn it the buddy system you're in college kindergartners know this (laughs) buddy system don't mess around yeah now i'm mad at cam (laughs) ready cam stick to toxicology cam god damn you okay the subject line Poor of this Cam. is <laughs> knife fight and hero grandfathers at a wedding in India. Ooh, grandfather stuff. Love it. Dear ladies, Stephen and pets. I love Great. it. My name is Bargov. I love your work and I've gone back and listened to all your episodes. I uh, was also at your Dallas show and I loved every second of it. Oh, why? Thank you. I mean, uh, anyway, here's my attempt to add the first story from India to your mini Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> That's exciting. Um, cue the Bollywood music. Dance oh, number. Love it. When I was in sixth grade in the early 90s, we went to an outdoor wedding in the city of Surat, India. As the wedding had wound down and most people had left, few of us were staying back to help clean up and gossip. I fucking love that so much. <laughs> um, it happens I was, everywhere. We're all culturally the same. That's how we connect. It was mm-hmm. we hate a third person. <laughs> Uh, I was helping in a chair. Oh, sorry. I was sitting in a chair. Helping in a chair? I was helping my ass sit in a chair with my sister, cousins, and grandparents as my mother was helping others wind up. Um, Just then, two men ran into the wedding area, one chasing the other and carrying a huge knife. Oh, my God. When we saw that they were coming directly towards where we were sitting, we all scattered. I started running to the stage as I figured the higher place would be safer without realizing that they were running right at me. Perfect. All of a sudden, the guy being chased ran into me very hard. Oh, no. We both fell and he had me on top to shield him from his attack. What a dick. Um, in the, six, a sixth grader. <laughs> he grabbed a sixth grader. That's right. A child. A sixth graders child. are not shields. No, they're baby 12 year olds. This uh, is when I got a clear look at the knife. This is the last thing I actually remember until I woke up with my mom sitting next to me in tears and a crowd around us. <gasps> I do remember seeing blood spatter <gasps> on my shoes. My mom and other witnesses filled me in later after we fell on the ground my paternal grandfather's brother that would be your paternal great uncle mm-hmm. um got in front he's in his 60s he got in front of the attacker to stop him oh my god he still charged ahead took a swing and cut and cut the guy under me in his arm so that's what the blood was okay 
Got it. Um, this is when my paternal grandfather, also in his 60s, grabbed the attacker from behind and <gasps> swung him around. The attacker then ran away and others chased that guy, the other guy out too. Now, the murder part. Next day, a story with pictures is reported in the newspaper with... Um, a guy stabbed to death and my family immediately recognized him as the guy that was being chased. Fuck. So apparently the attacker waited after running away from the wedding venue. When the other guy came out, he stabbed the guy to death in front of many witnesses. What the fuck? Anyway, SSDGM and keep doing what you do. <laughs> no. Thank you for your time. Bargoff. <laughs> Bargoff. I wanted more info. What were they stabbing about? I bet it was over a woman oh. or money. And that's why they ended up in a wedding. Yeah. It was all that whole thing of lo love. Right. That's it. Okay. Uh, I have a grandfather one, too. Oh. But I'm not going to tell you the name of it. Okay. Okay. It's about finding something out about grandfather. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want to tell you what. I'm going to hear it eventually. I know you are. By you. <laughs> Shit. Am I too oh, far man, away Oh, man. Who told you? <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone. Mm. My great-grandpa died when I was a kid, and we found out all this crazy shit like 10 years later about his time in the Dutch military. Oh, he, <laughs> wait, we're coming to Amsterdam. Him, Don't be afraid to buy those tickets. Here we go. This will make you want to um, this might actually not. You might hate Oh, us. this might change it. Well, okay. Let's see. No, it's fine. People love controversy. He and my great grandmother, my yes, he and my great grandmother grew up in Holland and left just after World War II. My great grandmother used to tell us stories about working as a liberator with the Dutch military to release people from concentration camps oh, and how he was captured and put into Auschwitz for it. Fuck. My great grandmother even gave speeches about her husband's triumphs after he died. We were all crazy proud to have someone who had done that work in our family. Sidebar, my great grandpa always kind of skeeved me out, but I always attributed it to being seven and him being old and old people make me nervous anyway. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to 2013. The Dutch government releases a list of all caps. <gasps> Dutch Nazi collaborators. No. And my fucking great grandpa was on the list. Before this, it was assumed that there were no Dutch citizens work who worked for the Nazis. Alas, nope. Turns out everything he and my great grandma had told us was bullshit. Oh, no. This rat bastard had signed up for the SS not once, but fucking twice. No. Turns out he was a mechanic for the Nazis. He managed to avoid repercussions for it by moving to Canada and lied about it for the rest of his life. Then we found out my great grandma knew everything and lied about it until the day she died. Shit. My dad even went to Holland to check the archive records to make sure it was true. There's a whole document with his official signature and everything. Turns out great grandpa was a total dick. <laughs> also, when my great grandma died, we found her original copy of Mein Kampf. Oh, girl. Shit had gold pages. Gold fucking pages. <sighs> Barf. That's what this person wrote. <laughs> Thanks for always making awesome episodes. They make my days as a substitute teacher so much better. Don't worry. I only listen to them when the kids aren't in the room. <laughs> I've gotten my mom and one of my siblings into MFM now, too. And my dad hates when we talk about our, quote, murder shows. Aww. Stay sexy and don't collaborate with Nazis. <laughs> Maddie. Yes. <laughs> That's so disappointing. Hey, here's my here's I have an argument okay. as a Jew. OK, I wonder some I know that a lot you had to it's like they were going gonna kill your whole family yes you know if unless you were like yeah i'll be a mechanic but i don't believe and i'll sign up for the ss twice not i have a harder time 
Well, especially and you didn't have to. Yeah. All right, I, never mind. I think. Well, but I that logic holds up for people in Germany because it right. did take over the entire German country. Right. But if nobody else is collaborating <laughs> right. except for this one asshole, I think we can call him an asshole because uh-huh. all of Holland is like, yeah, no, we fought. They're we like, fought no, 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 no. Lives. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's a dick. That's. Well, but goddamn. Like what? Yeah, it's good a to gold keep gold original fucking Mein Kampf copy. Can't argue with the fucking shitty Nazi propaganda. You cannot see. Well, hey. <laughs> ding dong. There's the light in her eyes. Um. Okay. Well, this kind of relate. This goes along with. Okay. And the subject line is finally something to email you about. <laughs> hey, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Pets. So. Period. I am listening to your podcast pretty much from the other side of the world. Ooh, thinking about how it is a bit of a bummer that I would never have anything to add when out of the blue in Minnesota 66, someone mentioned cocaine bathtubs. Oh, my God. I know something about these. Hopefully the people passing in their cars didn't think I was having a fit or something, given the random excited arm (laughs) gesture. Okay, so... Uh, my mother-in-law is awesome, but at times can be a little naive. A while ago, uh, when she was in her 50s, she traveled around Europe, and while staying in Venice... Oh, I want to go to Venice so bad. Let's go. I just had a wave that made me... I don't you know got why so I sad. to start crying. I just saw this wave wash over you of like... Will I ever go to Venice? Yes, this summer. Okay, I would like to go... <laughs> I love that you're like, yes, we'll go. Like the most romantic city in the world. Because if you even want to go with me after going to Europe, and I, then we're I would love to go to Venice with you and your husband. Hey, Vince and I are there. We're there. Steven, Vince, we're there. We're there. We're all, you, I, you know. I love that you're going to make it happen for me. Let's meet under the Bridge of size. Okay. Okay. While staying in Venice, she got a job at a wee florist shop. Ooh. Where are you from? A wee floor shop that seemed to get most of its business from ornate vases. Huh. Apparently, it was the best job ever, and the super friendly businessman owners would buy her coffees and treat her to lunch and meals out of the flashiest restaurant. Amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> right? Her, this is the job I always wanted in my 20s, where I'm like, there's people that get paid a ton of money to do like, like to eat lunch and stuff. Yeah. I just know it. Like, I had all these <laughs> theories in my head. Right. People who had great jobs. Look at us now. Right? This is a work. This is it. Come on. Um, her job was simple. Greet the customers. And once they had emerged from out of the back, <gasps> she would wrap their chosen vases oh ready for my shipping. God. <laughs> All these men love vases. I wouldn't vases. have questioned it. Well, why would you? I'm naive like that, too. I feel like it's that thing where if somebody actually buys a storefront and sets up a fake yeah. store, it's really easy to be like, who would go to all this? But it'd also be like, OK, well, maybe it's shady because these vases are like imported and illegally. Right. But I wouldn't be like cocaine vases. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first thing that popped no. in mind. Um, then one day she turned up for work and the shop was shut mm. with um, was shut with Italian police swarming everywhere. Turns out the vases had a little something extra special in them, and the florist business was just a front for the Italian mafia's cocaine trade. Hey. Fuck girl, in Venice, no less. You could wow. do tons of coke and then just like take a, a gondola. Look at sights and shit. <laughs> just stare at things. What then I couldn't eat all the pasta? No, you could. Well, it's that good. Okay. You could be blazing on Coke and you'll still eat it. I just it. want carbs. Yeah, that's all you can that's eat That's why there. I can't do drugs like that. I just want to eat. Yeah. 
you get to Italy and then you, you're given a, like a subway punch card. I also don't want to do Coke. I just remembered that. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's another part of it. But it's less than because when you okay. get your punch card, that's all the times you have to be eat spaghetti and gelato. Okay. In like one sitting. Okay, great, great. Minimum 12. I, can, yes, I like that you one. so weren't into this bit that you were like, I want to bail halfway through. <laughs> I don't care about your subway punch card concept. Uh, she was never arrested. Oh, that's good news. Mm-hmm. And anything but or anything. But to this day, whenever she travels, she gets the full customs treatment. We are pretty sure she's on some Interpol oh, list. Oh, shit. I love it. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't go to work for the Italian mafia. Anita. That's amazing. Amazing, Anita. That's so oh, Please good. high five her, your mom for us. Seriously. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. I have a cocaine bathtub one. Get in here. All right, I'll go. Okay. And you go last. Great. All right, cocaine bathtub. <laughs> Hi, Karen, Georgia, and Stephen. Oh, doesn't care about the pets. Um, I had a share, even though this has nothing to do with murder. The mini sodas paused because I burst out laughing at the mention of a, quote, cocaine bathtub, which then prompted me to tell you this. When my mother was a young hippie babe in the 70s, she lived in a commune in Toronto filled with a whole lot of randoms, including draft dodgers. Wow. I love another. I love that mother and cocaine bathtubs are like the only (laughs) one of these draft dodgers was a dude named Ricky. Ricky was a sweet guy that liked to party. One evening, my mom's upstairs taking a bath and calls down to her boyfriend to come upstairs. Set up her boyfriend in walks Ricky with a mirror full of lines of coke. (laughs) Frankie, <laughs> what's this a boot? <laughs> Fast forward a couple decades. I'm now old enough to drink. Sitting on the porch, a few bottles of wine in, my mom and aunt are telling me stories of which there are many. This cocaine bathtub story pops up. Mom finishes telling it and my aunt jumps in and says, you're not even telling her the best part. Ricky was Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, all I can picture is Dave Chappelle dressed as Rick James. Uh-huh, going, I'm Rick James, bitch! <laughs> With a fucking mirror of cocaine. And a woman in a bathtub. Uh. And then she wrote, yeah, so one of my mother's many claims to fame is that Rick James offered her cocaine while she was taking a bath. <laughs> really looking to your... Which is really nice, actually. Yeah, it okay. is. She said he was really nice. Uh, <laughs> really looking forward to your Vancouver show in October. Maybe I'll get drunk enough that I'll have the courage to try to share my mother's almost getting murdered story. You guys are the best. SSTGM Suzanne. And then she says, P.S. I still don't know if she did the coke. <laughs> she won't tell no, you. No, she fucking. Oh, come she on. Did in the seventies? You're lounging in a bathtub. Rick fucking James walks in with a lovely mirror. It's like hand delivered coke on a mirror, and you're smiling. In this, yeah, and you're like absolutely. And he looked down at your mom and was like, "God damn, this woman's built like a brick house." <laughs> Boom. There's that. There. Uh, and she's just letting it all hang out. And she, <laughs> the way your slutty mom did in the bathtub. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that was amazing. That I've never laughed like that before. No, that I was, was like an alarm. I wasn't sure. I'm glad I, I'm glad we're doing a third because I wasn't sure. You know what it is when we listen to each other tell these stories, or at least when I listen to you tell these stories, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to guess what the thing is. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to guess what you're going to say. What's it going to be? Okay. Rick oh, yeah. James. I didn't tell you that it, the, the story was called My Grandfather. We found out that Grandpa's a Nazi. Yeah, you're just searching for yeah. like what's the what's reveal. The, right. But like a celebrity cocaine bathtub yeah. reveal is just not, not what I thought 
we were doing. Also, she took that cocaine and bathtub, right. like, literally. Yes. She reinterpreted it. Which is like, do it. Please. Uh, if Rick James, especially if Rick James is, let's all have Rick James stories now. You definitely any, I ran into a Rick James, please God. A Rick that. James, the Rick James. Yeah. Or if your name was Rick James and growing up, people sang Brick House at you to the <laughs> point where you wanted to stab your own eyes out. I get it. Georgia on my mind. Have you ever heard that song? <laughs> yes, I fucking heard that song. Obviously, I've heard that song. Every drunk man in a fucking bar, old man who's ever, I tell them what my name is. Have you ever heard the song? Immediately they kick into Jonah. Jonah. Yeah, it's really charming. It is such a good song. I though. gotta love it. Yeah, okay. it's, it's fine. All right. I don't know why all of a sudden on this this episode, I don't know how to be near a microphone anymore. <laughs> I got super close to it at the beginning. Then I was way back off of it. Steven's clearly in a panic, but he can't stop smiling. Okay. Here's the last story. And the subject line is, when I was in a cult, we lived in a former crack house with random hidden treasures. Oh, my God. Read this to me slowly. And it just says, salutations. <laughs> I grew up really poor, primarily because my parents were part of a very restrictive, quote, religious organization, a.k.a. apocalyptic cult. Oh, honey. And while they didn't make us all live in a compound, they did dictate when my father could work. Uh, no Saturday work. And That's my mom fair. was supposed to be the Stepford wife. No work at all. Fuck that. My <laughs> right. My dad was in construction and money was tight. This resulted in our family living in some pretty interesting houses. But by far, the former crack house was the best. My parents didn't announce that the house was a former crack house. <laughs> but as I got older, I put two and two together. Not only was there tons of furniture and other belongings everywhere in the house when we moved in. It also had tons of children's stuff and Polaroids of children labeled blackmail picture. What? Uh-huh. There's a child finding these pictures. What the fuck? I wanted to leave this next detail out, but my husband insists that it be told. Absolutely. <laughs> Marry the right man. Yes. yes. And he and he's the right man for us. Yeah. That's what matters. That's what we meant. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> um, in the hallway, someone had knocked a hole in the wall, and that hole was full of used hypodermic needles. <gasps> uh-huh. My dad patched it up, and we went about our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we're going to get a... That's what we found in the wall story. It's going to be hypodermic needles. Yep. And it's going to... We have... Then we'll have to come right back to this episode. Yep. Okay. Uh-uh-uh. Um, it's kind of like the shaving razors in the wall, but more disgusting. Yeah. I've always wondered if anyone ever discovered them. Anyway, that's what we were just talking <laughs> Us about. Too. Us too. Samesies. Anyway, in the backyard, there was a shed that was filled with porn mags and strangely beautiful antiques. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, which one's the other? Who can say? I have two passions in this life. <laughs> Filthy porn and old lamps. Uh, we were only renting this crack den, so my mom said we weren't supposed to throw anything away and that we couldn't go out there. But I thought it was hilarious to have all that porn and regularly got in trouble for bringing friends over to partake in the fun. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You got to look at that porn. Whoops. <laughs> After a couple of years living there, we discovered that the strip of green shag carpet in my brother's cross, uh, closet came up. To reveal an outline on the floor. What? We lifted it up and found a room dug out in the crawl space. <gasps> we were too freaked out to explore down there anymore. So we threw a bunch of toys and stuff in it and never spoke of it again. <laughs> I love they put stuff on top of it. Yep. I love this family. They're all about denial uh -huh. and... and sub, sub, Covering it up. everything. Just cover things up. Cover it up. Cover things up. Patch it. 
and Seal walk it? away. Someone else's problem in the future. That's right. Someone else's hometown in the future. <laughs> Throw some drywall up over it. Nail it on. Oh my uh, god. Okay. Uh, by accident one day I discovered that the broken AC window unit in my room was filled with old newspapers and JFK half dollars what that's nutso that's cool money in the air conditioning see because people on drugs oh, yeah. they get real nuts and then they're like I have to hide this and they hide it and then they don't Forget. remember where yeah. they put it or why and they think someone stole it and then they kill someone because they think they stole their shit and then they realize they just hid it in the it's fucking just, AC unit hey, it's just in the AC unit oh you shit I you. killed fucking whatever is my best friend okay we lived there over five years and every year we would find more and more stuff buried in the backyard dude fuck mostly kitchen items like wooden spoons <laughs> what <laughs> i gotta hide these wooden spoons uh, uh, the government's coming for my spoons mm -hmm. but also the occasional antique china i never made it into the attic primarily because of rats jesus christ but also because i could see into it from the garage unit via giant holes in the ceiling and it did not look structurally sound uh -uh. but i bet there was some cool stuff up there eventually my parents left the cult we moved but before we did i made sure to hide stuff around the house <gasps> before we left for some other kids to hopefully find oh no in addition to the crack treasures whenever i'm in town i check to see if it's up for rent or sale in case there's a chance we do to do a walkthrough oh my god fun fact when we moved into the next place my sister oh my god this is full circle this is insane oh my god, oh my god. when we moved into the next place my sister promptly found a nazi coin in one of the closets sincerely yours ginger what it's all fucking happening we're all connected <laughs> it's all crapping guys what an amazing slew. How Steven, fun. Good pick. Good pick, Steven. Now you know what kinds of stuff to send us. Can you do better than that? Do better than that. Try try to beat the fucking Italian cocaine vase story. Try it and send it to my favorite murder at Gmail. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, you want a cookie? <laughs> I think he said not right now. <laughs> I'm full. <laughs> <laughs>